0: it off
1: tee it up and then uh, Miriam and I plan to kind uh, of work, work together on this and then also um, if there are specific questions regarding any of the special education questions Paul is joining us and also Dr. Rogers is online um, available as well as we kind of move through the purpose today is to just provide this is one of our early early meetings to really talk about our alignment of the budget to our goals talk through our timeline the process we've undertaken so far and then we'll get into um, some of the factors, the driving factors for budget development, including assumptions and Chapter 70 funding and, and those pieces. And then we'll get into um, a high-level overview of some of the investments and some of the areas in which we're looking to um, you know, streamline and, and create a budget that we can we can put forth. All right, sounds okay. great. Right. So um, just so you know, we've really worked hard this year to create. Um, Goals across the district that are strategic in mind, and we've kept some of the major areas around social-emotional development, talking about engaging in rigorous curriculum, high-quality instruction, right—all the things you expect a school to do and have, and, and be focused on. Two-way communication, and then um, we've had diversity, equity, inclusion goals this year, as you know. So, uh, as a district, that's what we um, anchored our improvement plans in. That's what you approved. That's what we've been working towards. So. Um, in our view, in order to support a budget, your budget should speak and support the goals that you have in mind as well, right? Um, the school committee, um, last night we had our meeting, but we had begun the develop budget development process back in November, and when I think back to even the goal setting that we did, uh, you did as a school committee, it focused around um, looking at some of those same common themes, particularly around mental health support, and um, really trying to make sure that we have a, a high quality Curriculum and engaging um, teaching force so um, with that instead with that in mind just to kind of talk through our timeline and provide just an overview we are currently it's March 1st believe it or not um, the governor's budget um, released today, today. with preliminary state aid last week right so it's starting to flow we're starting to get some data and information that we need to kind of move forward and formulate a budget that doesn't have just assumptions but hard hard numbers to actually work off of and develop. Um, as we continue through, we're at a budget subcommittee. Our goal is, uh, at the, as I said last night, during the March 14th school committee meeting is to provide um, a recommended budget and present to the school committee. Right? So hopefully we can hit on some of these pieces today and share that. Um, from there, I know that you're familiar with the timeline. I don't want to over, over speak to it. And you have it, you've, um, you've been provided this in the past, we'll provide it again. But ultimately, it leads us through March into April, where we get into um, the process around hearings and discussion um, with Fincom and then with the town and work through to ultimately um, a final budget that's approved. That's our goal. Um, Miriam, did you wanna go ahead?
2: Yep. So, we're gonna give you a high level overview, a little bit of a preview of what you're gonna see on Tuesday night. Uh, we, um, of course, I'm gonna talk about Chapter 70. Um, and so just to remind you uh, about chapter 70 right now um, state starts with a foundation budget determines what's adequate to to, um, provide uh, an adequate education for students in Franklin they identify how much Franklin can afford to pay towards that budget and then they backfill the difference between those two with chapter 70 money in our case our chapter 70 money is ten point an overview of chapter 70 on our required district contribution for Franklin is going up five and a half percent five point four percent whereas state aid is only going up a half a percent and enrollment is declining um, by one and a half percent our net school spending we generally spend more than our required net school spending in FY22 we spent nine point four million dollars more then that school then required uh, that's thirteen and a half percent more than we were as a town required to spend on education but on average um, it still puts us in the- to revisit programs and, and um, things that we're doing that may not be working that we may not want to continue so so just so that you're aware of that um, we are um, looking at some investment initiatives we're looking at some placeholders for budget reductions um, we are using additional one-time revolving funds and we are looking at a budget that is coming in at 73. is a two point eight million dollar ask four point one percent increase some of the assumptions we don't know at this point what our allocation from the town will be Um, you'll hear more about that from the town administrator at um, the joint budget subcommittee next week uh, in terms of the model budget that I believe he's putting out Um, I don't want to get out ahead of all of that because I don't really know a whole lot about it but I know at this point in time I don't think he has that number for us right now Um, we're looking at health insurance rates of 5.2 percent which is actually not bad yeah I was (laughs)
1: anticipating uh, (laughs) just just saying
2: it's not awful not that I really like a 5.2 percent
0: but it's
2: it's not double digits so Um, We are, unfortunately, looking at double-digit increases from OSD for out-of-district private school tuitions. OSD is the Operational Services Division. They set the rates for private school tuitions, uh, and those are going up 14%. You heard a little bit about that at the budget uh, workshop back in uh, November, and that's about $776,000. That's a hit right there. For specialized out of district special education, like private school programs.
1: Yeah, so it's a specialized private school. It's Mm -hmm. not private school that does that just to be clear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's for students on IMPs who access their curriculum in a private school placement
2: out
1: of district. It's to the tune of seven hundred and seventy-five thousand. districts across the Commonwealth are all experiencing the same fourteen percent increase you saw the letter that we wrote um mr morano and i were um we we drafted um every district's done that we have a legislative breakfast uh to friday? friday friday morning um with the legislators um, from across the state school committees to come together to talk through the impacts the challenges and the successes across districts but that's one of the topics that'll be covered that said i don't want to give the impression that having a legislative breakfast is going to solve that that's not going to solve the, the, the math on our budget and how we need to, to fund it, just at a local level. I just want to be clear about that, but we are uh, making efforts to try to see what can be done.
3: And, and just to confirm, uh, so this is, this is for uh, students who we cannot service in-house.
2: budget so it's house one it's really early like and i don't want to assume anything but that's a good thing i also think that they're getting prepared to know that districts are going to spend 14 percent more on private school placements and their circuit breaker claims are likely going to go up um we're getting in we're taking in about 3.1 million dollars in circuit breaker reimbursement percent increase. We're also seeing a 5 to 10 percent increase in some of our other Up, we might be able to to make some budgetary adjustments there once we have a better idea of what our uh, enrollment is going to be for pay to ride and for um, busing for next year, which will open up in May. Uh,
3: through the chair, if uh, so, when we talk about like, like we reduce buses with just like uh, fewer stops, uh, is that kind of how it?
2: So, so um, I would look at how many students are enrolled on. In a particular school, who are choosing to ride a bus, um, and buses can seat up to seventy-seven passengers. And so, if I am running two buses at thirty each, why would I run two buses with thirty kids each? I would run one bus with seventy-seven kids, um, or sixty kids, obviously. Be, you know, so so you I don't I want to cover <laughs> every
1: single seat, but you want
2: I, right, right, right. I I want to balance that. I want to try to get to you know eighty-five, ninety in some cases. Five percent capacity to the degree that it can, and still, you know, be super cognizant of student safety. Um, so, so that's that's where I would, and that's something I would do every year. Um, and mostly, um, we've done some of those reductions at the elementary level. We're not seeing a whole lot of that at the consolidated stops depot stops mm-hmm. um, when which we generally look to depot stops anyway um, de- depending on where where they're traveling you know we're not asking kids to like walk down Maple Street for example yeah. now our windy roads without sidewalks is just not a good idea um, so
3: Thank you appreciate it. um
2: and then as I said we're um, using more um, So we're looking at a roughly $2.8 million increase um, and there are some new initiatives that are um, included in this budget. Um, at the pre-K elementary level, we're looking at additional um, a pre-K teacher and ESPs uh, and some related service providers, also um, for um, a part-time speech pathologists, so um, relative to our pre-K tuition. You've pre-k program you've heard all about the enrollment and and that's why we're we're looking for that at this point Um, we would be looking at some other secondary level initiatives that mainly support special services special education services um, teacher ESP team chair uh, and some um, we've also added uh, another ninety thousand dollars into this budget to support the capital allocation that for us um, to be able to support a multi-year uh, agreement we haven't finalized the agreement with the vendor yet I believe we got three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars from we the did. capital allocation for four hundred and sixty thousand dollars or so we can we can make that one year five years um, okay. it's a, yes it's, it's, it's worth it uh,
1: if you can so
2: oh. and so if we can add another ninety thousand dollars to that we can take some of the professional development and maybe um, look at funding some of it from
3: That would be fantastic because I know that that was one thing we kind of came up in front of Fincom. They were saying, yes. well, "Well, we'll hold on a second. Yeah, you know, like if it's if it's a capital improvement and it's only good for a year, right? We're coming back, so and just, it just it makes so much just financial sense uh, right. to be able to to, to yeah just to push right. a little bit further to say, "All right."
1: And a strategy to maintain those positions once the grant is gone. Right.
0: So we yeah. already have other positions in the
1: grant. Right. Put in so. for two years, so. right. yeah. which We're we've awesome. discussed previously. Mm-hmm. You've asked those questions, Dave.
2: Um. So. Um, and then I guess uh, as we go through the process. So you have a line item detail. I don't know that you necessarily want to go through all of those tonight. Of course, we can. Of course, you can take some time to look at it. And um, you can always call me or email me with questions. Um, I can answer what I can tonight if you want to do that.
1: For our needs and yeah. what we feel like are important. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we worked with our principals. Just your ability to kind of help lead this and understand and, and um, shepherd us along through this process and be as responsible as possible for the town. So um,
3: yeah, we've been I very fortunate. And just continuing to reiterate, you know, that uh, we know that
1: last night you heard a presentation on how we're helping students and how we're addressing needs and identifying kids and working through the intervention model but I just would point out the mental health the academic needs of kids um, across the board we're really we're committed to multi-tiered systems of support developing really strong we've heard us use the word tier one I'll use it again so our budget is trying to reflect what do we need to do this well for all kids and then what other people programs strategies do we need to support students to continue to make progress if they haven't um, been able to in that first you know if they need to go up the elevator if you remember from last night so everything's built around those needs and you know we need the people in front of kids but we also need the people as you heard last night working uh, strong organizations have a research and development department that's working behind the scenes to make all this happen so um, we're trying to fit that that pie and fit all the pieces we can, but we appreciate the support and we'll continue to
0: advocate and uh, fight for
3: Uh, actually that and also the full time employees. Um, what were the numbers for last year there in terms of the where we ended up with the percent change? It's like two point something, but we can get that right now. I can It, it always it, it's something that's you know start to, to fade, and you know the next meeting kind of comes around. And uh, you do such a, a, a fantastic job of re highlighting that, explaining that, saying like you know it's not just you know it's not 100% of Franklin taxpayer dollars, mm-hmm. it's kind of coming from all these different sources. Okay. And here's where we rank, and also, too, what was Um, that we went now we're at 16% below like 16 the state average, basically, so we're, we're, we're average. going. Mm-hmm. We're going down, but everybody else is going up. And I'm not
2: going to speak no, for no, everybody no. else. Yes, but, but, but at least when we
3: kind of look at it, you know, like the trend yeah. is.
2: And and we're getting $11 million. over time
3: yeah but it, but it's not like you know we signed a contract with the state <laughs> to no. say right. you know we're guaranteed oh, right. this for the next you know couple of decades right. and it, it, um, it, anyway to I for some reason is it we're the second to only to Boston mm-hmm. across the entire Commonwealth in terms of the whole Ho of yes. Sponsors. Okay. A delegation. yes <laughs> absolutely. That's all the questions I have right now. So, but really, thank you so much for, for all the work that went to this and the next one.
0: everyone to use, however, it seems like given that it is a bigger increase now, it's probably not exactly a sustainable strategy. In the long term, we are probably taking out more. It's, than it's not sustainable. It. It's, it's not. I yeah. wouldn't say probably. It's, absolutely, say it's not. Not sustainable. absolutely not
2: sustainable. we're using one-time funds to, to balance this budget. It will not be available in FY25. Like, it's a lot of money. Bye. There's, it's a budget. It, it's the best guess at this point in time. Things right. are going to happen this year. They're, they're happening this year that we didn't anticipate happening. Some positions left that un, went unfilled. Some positions are costing me way more money because we have agencies providing them. Oh, not you Paula.
3: Know. You pointed yeah. to Paula. Yeah,
2: a I know. do
3: Paul's not on agency.
4: Uh, <laughs> 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 <I don't
2: know. laughs> you said agency. Is so, <laughs> so, so it's a budget. Things happen. know it's the best guess that I have as of this moment in time and so you know thinking historically we don't always spend every dollar of what we budget in revolving funds but we have it in the bank before we apply it and and so as we finish out this year we'll look to see where our revolving funds will land I don't know that I would I know that I would not put a number before you that I can't verify and and be comfortable with between now and the end of the school year for a number to apply for FY24. I also know that it's um, with the town coming in at new growth probably in the $3.2 million um, revenue overall coming in, we're not likely to get point so not knowing where that's going to lie, I can tell you right now, we will not be applying any more revolving funds because there are no more to apply. In case I was
0: unclear. <laughs> 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 uh, I do appreciate uh, that, that clarity. No, no. It's, uh, it's always better to be uh, so able to be, to be well, to be a little too clear, and no, I be a little, a little too, uh, too murky, so I appreciate that. Um, and you mentioned other potential investment initiatives. Um, so there's mm-hmm. like other grant opportunities we're looking into.
2: So, no, the, so there are some the investment initiatives that we put forward are the new positions the okay. critical oh, needs. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. So, some of those positions that we are putting forward, um, with you know, we have a placeholder for reductions, and we're going to shift some of that into some um, different positions like the where
1: At our um, required net school spending, and then look at our uh, look at the formula, and say, oh, I don't know about the grant, but we, um, you know, we continue to try to apply and put forth. We have everybody on our team. Dr. Rogers just received two grants today for SD Math, which is part you heard last night, you know, um, linked to our Illustrative Math curriculum. What was presented last night. So um, part of that is we're just constantly looking for those opportunities. We don't sit back and just ask. Anything to
2: add to that, Tina? No, not at this time.
1: We're actually still in the grant
2: phase um, for ST Math. Um, we've been moved to the second round, which only a finite amount of um, schools have, but we do did receive the grant for three of the five of our um, elementary schools and are in process for the other two. Thank you. between ESSER and ARPA, the American Rescue Plan, and the um, um, elementary and secondary school emergency relief funding, ESSER. Between the two of them, there were five separate allocations that started in FY21, um, and they totaled $1,925,816. Through the end of this year, I anticipate we're going to have spent Some of it was already spent in FY22. ESSER 1 funds were already spent. Part of ESSER 2 were spent. Um, The remainder of ESSER 2 has to be spent by the end of this year, and a portion of ESSER 3 will be spent by the end of this year. So I anticipate we will have spent about a million two at the end of this year, and we will. And you'll get the detail um the detail on the budget books um, before the before the Friday. So the packet usually goes out the Friday before the fourteenth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those books we anticipate having that <laughs> roughly 87% of our budget is salaries and health care costs, okay? So that leaves 14% for everything else, six of which is going to add a district tuition, three of which is going to transportation, and the rest is going towards other stuff which is really a very small sliver 3.8% of that total $73 million. So our stuff is really the only place, is, is the smallest place already. Um, and we're not asking for more stuff other than the $90,000. to be able to support the needs in their schools on a daily basis, you know,
3: continue crayons and records Which we do on an annual basis. Right. I don't know why I, I didn't think that you would obviously know the answer right off Back your hand, shame on me for that. Um, all right, yeah, thank you very much.
2: I, I don't know everything, I just... I just uh, I, you, you I've,
3: I've, you I've yet to stump you, you, know. you <laughs> though. <laughs> you say that, but I ask a lot of questions and <laughs> you've yet to say, I'll have to come back to you on that. Um, thank you. That, that also Use really that. kind of helps to, um, you know, not that I think any of that just initiatives are uh, in the wrong direction. They're all fantastic. But I think it also really helps to kind of paint the pictures and say, uh, again, you know, to the taxpayers at large, you know, this is, this, you know, this is what the, the growth is and these are No, how's that? That's gonna be a party, right?
4: We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.